Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest team building podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's your special guest host, Matt Johnson. I'm back. Uh, Fortunately, Jeff is not here, so I get to hang out with Andy. And we're talking about dollar productive activities for team leaders that are pulling back on personal production. So first of all, Andy, looking very dapper today. What's up? Oh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yes, it's amazing to be here with you. Um, I haven't done one of these with you in a while. It's been a long time. It's been over a year, maybe two. It's been an insane amount of time since we hung out and recorded an episode. If we were still back at our old brokerage and had the old setup, yeah, no, I'm excited. This is fun. I, I've missed you, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. I've missed you too. Andy. It's been a while. We haven't had a good man hug, like a good bro right. hug in a while. Bro hug, where you give the double tap on the back. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah no, okay, it minimizes the amount of dude to dude contact while right. still showing appreciate. Yeah, it's good. Right. Okay. And then you get to flex a little bit while you're doing it, you know, just to let yeah, the just, other guy know. Just a little on the bicep. Yeah, right. just, just, little, to kinda, just, just to let them know you hit the gym. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. That was Very the strangest opening. One. We've done a yeah. lot of strange openings on the team building podcast. That may yes. be the oddest one yet. Okay. Yes. All right. So let's set the scene. Team leader pulling back from personal production. And all of a sudden you have that sense that, hey, I, I'm super productive. I'm making, uh, you know, a grand an hour basically going out and doing a listing appointment and getting uh, getting a listing. Uh, and then I can hand most of the rest of it to my team. Why wouldn't I do that? And then you start pulling back on that because you know you shouldn't. But the bottom line is, okay, what do I do with my hands? Like, what do you do? What's the next most dollar productive activity? So what do you tell team leaders in that situation? Well, what I tell them is, is first of all, it's the same with anybody, right? Is you always find out what you're worth per hour. Now they know this and they're trying to make that decision of how do I leverage that with somebody else, right? How do I give my deals to my agents? But you have to understand, have the right mindset that I have to replace that time with other duties, right? or activities that will make me the same or more income. Otherwise, why am I doing it? Right. And so uh, what they do is the first thing we always hear team leaders say is, well, you know what? I'm just going to start handing off my buyers. Correct. Because we know that buyers take two to three more, two to three times more uh, time um, than working listings. So that's the natural. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So yes, so it's horrible. Right. So the next thing is then you want to start handing off your listings. And you do that. The problem is, is because once you stop chasing that commission and doing the thing that you're really good at, you've got to replace it. And everybody's like, what do I replace my time with? Yeah. We hear yeah. this across the board. The next question is, okay. And it's, it's kind of funny because I equate them to like a brand new agent again, who shows up super eager and is like, yeah, what do I do? I'll do anything you want, right? I'm going to crush this. They're just not good at doing any of it, <laughs> right? <laughs> And I, and I, and I, I equate that to a team leader who's like, yeah, I, you could text me on the way home from work and let me know that, uh, give me an address and I'll go get a listing sign to make 12 grand. Yeah. But now you tell them that's not how you do it. And I need you to do this. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. <laughs> they, it's like, it's kind of like, uh, uh, working out or, or doing a diet, you know, it's good for you and you know, it'll lead to what you want. But eh, that first week was awesome. The second week, eh, I'm not sure I want to do that. So we always tell them number one thing, and this is always, always, always it's rinse and repeat is going to be recruiting 
and everybody right when I just said that word goes, oh. everybody <laughs> says, so it's recruiting and then it's lead gen. Yeah. And the two being wise, one, no one agent's going to replace you. Okay. Yeah. No one agent that you hire is going to do all of your business. And even if they did, right, you're, they're never going to be you probably. No, but and, would you, and if you got that, you'd be beholden to them like that. To me, that's a that's a very precarious position to be in. That's the first thing most team leaders do is they try to find a replacement you. And all you do is you're a slave to that person begging them not to leave. Exactly. hundred percent. And, and and instead, what they should be doing is that begging them not to leave is now since they've released themselves from chasing commissions, their job is. So when I say things like recruiting a legion, they need to make a world big enough for those agents to realize their goals within. And that's where a lot of people don't, right? Because now their mindset is, oh, so I recruit and I lead gen so I can chase commissions just in a different way. The answer is maybe, right? Like you've got to do that so there can be success, but you've got to understand the bigger picture, which is the other half or the other side of that coin. And you've got to create your world big enough, mm-hmm. right? You've got to create, your, when I say create your world big enough, you've got to create opportunities so that Matt Johnson, my all-star protege agent, who's just killing it, Right. And makes my numbers look good, even though I probably don't make a ton of money off because I'm giving him such a sweet deal. So he'll stay. Well, instead of doing that, why don't I create a world big enough to where Matt Johnson has opportunities other right than just chasing commissions himself yeah, so that he can start to. And Jeff says it all the time. Be allow your agents to become and do the same things you were doing. Right. Allow afford them the same opportunities. Yeah, I guess okay. a better way to say it. Yeah, create so, a path for people to be you. Exactly. But again, that's Without like jumping to the world. end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So before that, though, you've got to have people that want to have goals and opportunities. And to do that, you need to recruit. And so that's going to have to be done. The mm-hmm. other flip side of that is lead generation. Okay? Because we know that prospecting is the lifeblood of any real estate agent. Um, so lead gen helps leverage their time. Well, the other thing that lead gen does is a lot of times when we talk to real estate teams across the country and we talk to these team leaders and we say, Hey, how many units did you guys do this year? You guys are amazing. They're like, Oh, we did 200. And then you find out that they're the team leader themselves did a hundred of them. Right. So the team leader themselves is like 50% of their business. Yeah. When they stop, man, you're in trouble, right? The bills don't get paid. We have these conversations all the time. And the other problem is, is they, they don't realize that your sphere of influence or the team leader's sphere of influence is really hard to leverage. Yes. Can you leverage it? Sure. Some of it. But if I reach out to all of my past client database and I say, and I say, Hey, are you looking to buy or sell? And I'm doing my prospecting. They say, yes. I say, great. I'm going to have you work with Matt. I know you're an amazing agent, right? You may even be better than me, but guess what? My aunt Susie who bought or sold a house doesn't want to work with you. She'll work with the other nephew she has. That's a real estate agent, right? (laughs) So, That's what I want everybody to understand is is that you have to be able to feed your agents, right? Uh, um, Prospects. You've got to be able to lead gen. Lead gen is the easy part. That's why I talk about recruiting first. Mm -hmm. In fact, lead gen is so easy. It's frustrating sometimes because people seem to run into like a roadblock or a, a bottleneck with generating leads. That's never the hard part. That should always be the easiest part, generating leads. It is finding agents recruiting them who are are quality agents to work the leads and then helping them convert, which comes into training, which is after you recruit and lead gen training is the follow-up. But those are the absolute three things that every agent who leverages their team to work their leads needs to now do with their free time. 
Right. Right. I know. I know. And the problem is, is that too many times they offboard their clients and then they don't get the immediate uh, return on that investment. Right. And so now those those agents or those agents are doing converting deals, but they just don't have enough agents. Right. You need to know, just like when we talk about, I know we're going to get into this and talk about metrics tracking a little bit, Mm -hmm. but which shameless plug, we're doing metrics tracking this month at ERS. <laughs> All month is uh, metrics tracking. So when you yeah. talked about this topic, I was like, yes, this will work perfect. Yeah. So um, what they need to do is just like every agent, Matt, if, if you come into my office and you're like, Andy, I need to get, I need to get three or four more deals done, you know, five, seven, eight deals done this quarter. Like I got to, like, that is what I have to do. What I would say to you is, okay, great, Matt, let's look at your numbers and let's find out where your deals come from. Mm-hmm. because Matt Johnson has a different business than Andy Cuny and Susie Smith. Yep. Right. And so I need to turn around and, and say, great, where's your time best spent? If, if 80% of your deals come from investors you work with, then I do not want you holding open houses on a Sunday. <laughs> right. Like that makes no sense. Yeah. Okay. Or if, uh, if your past clients compromise, you know, 75% of your units, why are you trying to generate leads off of Facebook? Like, you know what I mean? Every agent is different. And so I want to find out where is your time best spent. You should know every agent, just like every team leader, but every agent in here should know what their worth is dollar per hour based on the activity that they do. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the base, the very basic numbers are, you know, if you work 40 hours a week on average, you make a hundred thousand a year, you're worth $50 an hour. Well, $50 an hour is going to be that average. Am I worth $90 an hour when I hold open houses? Yeah. Am I worth $28 an hour when I work internet leads? Am I worth $70 an hour when I, when I call my sphere? What is it? And we need to know those things so that we can turn around and get rid of some stuff and double down on others. And that's the problem is I, I, w- I would say one of the biggest mistakes people make is uh, without tracking, they, 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 they run at, they chase after things that, uh, that are fool's gold, right? Mm-hmm. Like it worked once. So I'll just keep doing it, right? Okay. It'll eventually work again. And 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 without tracking the numbers and without knowing. And so they're choosing well, while ignoring the things that are proven to work based on where 100%. their clients have actually come from. Got it. It's, it's, like, it's like team leaders with lead gen, right? Every lead gen source is gonna have a positive ROI. So they don't get rid of any of them. Right? They just keep stacking lead gen well, sources. Dude, find positive ROI, maybe one point one, one point two. Yeah, but it's yeah, I exactly. Made money. <laughs> exactly. And that's one thing. And actually Kevin McGowan, who's gonna be on our Thursday call next week, mm-hmm. one thing he's really good at doing was we would limit ourselves to only uh, to four lead gen sources at a time. Right. Three we would always keep, and then the fourth one, whichever was fourth, would get cut and we'd add a new one in. And it w- it was almost like at the very beginning, we're like but we have like a 2X, you know what I mean? 2X ROI on this lead gen source. Well, yeah, but our others are five and four X. So, mm-hmm. right. If we always want to continue to keep growing, we've got to get rid of that. And a lot of people fall into that. I don't know if it feels safe. Like, well, I'm making 2X on this. It should be great, right? I'll just keep doing it. Yeah. But you're doing it at the expense of making five X. Yeah, it's it's based on the fantasy that you can do it all, which is which is it's hugely common, not just in real estate, but in a lot of places. Right. But yeah, the fantasy that you can do it all, you can't do it all. Uh, you definitely can't do it all well. Uh, and so the Correct. idea that you're going to have multiple lead sources all producing at their best and highest output is it's a, it's just a fantasy. 
Right. And it's uh, it's throwing a bunch of stuff up against the wall. Right. And what's what what's stuck this time? Great. We'll do that. And there's no rhyme or reason. And that is when you have to wake up, like Jeff says, on January 1st and recreate everything. Start all over. Mm-hmm. You should never have to do that. Right. Yeah. After yeah. six months, you should never be guessing ever again, as long as you track your number. Yeah. Which is uh, carries us into what I want to close out with the difference between having these one-on-one calls with an agent who needs to go through exactly that process is very similar to the process you take team leaders to when they're trying to figure out what their dollar productive activities are. Same thing. I have to know the numbers, right? Let's, let's talk about the team leader side of it. Why, what, what numbers do they need to know to know how to leverage themselves and where to put their time into? 100%. So one thing we talked about was just the, uh, just the ROI on your lead sources, right? That's their job so that they are making sure that their agents are efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. Once they have that down, you should be able to know what every agent is worth to you, right? Yeah, makes sense. So if I'm hiring Matt Johnson to come onto my team and I have a decent idea of what type of business you're going to do, I should know what you are going to be worth to my business. Yeah. Agreed. How much money I'm going to make. So just like, Agents look at a client and say, I know this client is worth X to me. On average, I'm going to make $8,000 of commission. And so I know if I get X amount of clients, I'm going to get X amount of money. Okay. Just, just planning it out. Well, team leaders the same way. I look at an a client or an agent and say, maybe an agent is worth $20,000 to me. Right. And just to give you guys an exact number is agents on our team at Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group were worth approximately between twenty five and twenty six thousand dollars on average. Mm. So we knew. Right. We knew that if this agent joins, they will be worth X to us. Now, that doesn't mean some agents made us 40K. Right. Because right? they crushed Internet leads, which were amazing splits. And that's how they chose to build their database and all that. Some agents worth 15K mm-hmm. on average the agents were going to be worth around twenty-five dollars to $26,000. Okay. So now I can start making decisions. And when I'm recruiting, I don't look at it as, oh my gosh, I got to recruit. I got to get this agent. I just want to get uh, bodies in the door. I can look at it as, oh, these are like my clients. They are worth X to me each year, mm-hmm. right? And so that is how you can start to use the numbers to help drive and motivate your decisions going forward when you're a team leader. The problem is nobody knows that. Right. Right. And I shouldn't say nobody. Right. That's hyperbolic. But what I want to say is that it rarely if I ask a team leader, how much is each agent on your team worth to you? They will not know. Yeah. Right. They will not know. And they'll say they're worth headaches. Right. (laughs) Or they're this or they're that. And I said, well, right, because you're still funding your business through your sales. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so and everybody was and this is one thing that I want that I've answered a lot probably in the last because everybody's setting their goals right now. Right. In the last couple of months. And so there was like next year, next year is when I want to get out of the business, right? And I want to start working on the business instead of selling. That's great. You need to recruit enough agents to your team to where your team is making you as much as you made yourself. Yep. Okay. And then they say, great. Well, how many agents do I need? I said, well, how much are agents worth to you? And then we have to go through that whole exercise, <laughs> right? And, which is great. And they're like, oh, and then you just see them like halfway through. They're like, oh, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Just like, hey, if I'm an agent and I need to know how, what leads are worth to me, all that kind of stuff, what it's going to cost, the conversation is no different. You're just using different. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, somebody called it the uh, the two trains 
strategy, right? You're on one train, it's going down a track at a certain speed. You got to build another train while you're while you're keeping the train running. You got to build another train, yeah. get it running, and get it going the same speed on a parallel track, and then you can jump to that other train and let the first yes. one go. Yeah, that's super easy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, just build a train <laughs> while you're on a moving train. Okay. And here's it. Just but think about it. How hard that is, right? And now think about it. Not even knowing what parts you need, right? What tools you need to work on those parts, any of that stuff. At least be able because it's it's next to free to track your activities, right? Yes. So please just track them so you can at least make educated decisions. Otherwise, everything's going to take twice as longer and have half the success. It's very true. All right. So if you want to get the tools, coincidentally, there's a place where one might go to obtain tools, strategies, tips, techniques, tactics, uh, and really the roadmap to get there. So tell me about ERS real quick before you got to run. So ERS, Elite Real Estate Systems, um, it's our coaching company. You know what? We have uh, we coach the individual agent, we coach investors, and we coach team leaders. Um, every Monday and Wednesday, uh, we have training for just individual agents. So a lot of team leader, leaders leverage us for their agent training. Yep. Every Monday, we train on a topic. And then every Wednesday, we train the dialogue that would go along with that topic. Hmm. So as an example, on Monday, we might train you how to... Uh, Hold an open house. So choose the open house to hold, advertise it, market it, how to set it up, all those things. Then on Wednesday, we're going to go over the dialogue and do a lot of role playing in a group setting mm-hmm. over what do I actually say to those people that I got to come to that open house, right? right? That I learned to do all those things on Monday. Tuesday is all about investor training. Um, Clint and Andrew from Dynamic Properties, um, here they buy about 100 houses a year. And they uh, train you for an hour and go over all of their strategies on how they do that. And then Thursday is the team leader training. And that's where Jeff and I um, uh, go back and forth. Jeff kicks off the month and then I follow up the next three weeks. And that's where we have, um, we do uh, topical training. We have one topic and then we do, we only focus on one topic for each month for the entire four weeks. And this month happens to be metrics tracking. And then the nice thing is everybody's always like, oh gosh, when they first join, we have a library of a whole year of our videos is on the website. You can take advantage of it. Um, if you have one-off questions that you can't, that didn't get answered during the half hour Q and a session that we have every call, all those types of things, you can email us, you can schedule one-on-one phone calls, all those types of things. So we, we are trying to become the, uh, the solution for team leaders to be able to leverage the training when it comes to their agents, because we want to try and take something off their plate while they're trying to build that other train. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the beating heart of it is the fact that this is mainly for team leaders and it's for team leaders. You can, you can leverage the agent training, not because you as an agent, individual agent should buy this training, but because you as a team leader should send your agents to it and take that burden off of you of creating all this content, training all these agents, all this stuff, take that off your plate. And then look at the investing side as your next piece, because that's part of what gives you the ability to give agents a bigger vision of why they should stay in your world. I mean, Greg Harrelson is a perfect example, right? He's got people coming up through the ranks that are, he's going to do investment deals with them. He's bringing them into part-time shares in one of his brokerage companies. Like there's, he's creating an environment where he can keep high caliber people around him because he's creating a big enough vision for them to stay in his world by doing other things besides just running the real estate team. So I just want to paint Brett, right. the vision there of where that, where all that train leads, it is, which and, is and generational wealth. You know, the nice thing is, is if I'm sitting there and I'm training you as a team leader on a, on a Thursday call, and then you turn around and are trying to implement these things with your agents, how helpful it is that they're having a consistent voice on those Mondays, Wednesdays, saying the same things I'm saying to you, but on a lower level. 
Right. Right now, your agents have bought in. They're like, they get it. They understand why you're telling them to do X because they just saw that training. Right. They understand why you're trying to get them to do certain things. So there's buy in much earlier. That's a really good point. Armin, I appreciate it. I know you got to run. We got a limited time. So I appreciate you being on an episode with you. I appreciate you being flexible with your schedule. And let's do another one soon, Matt. We will. Let's do it. Yeah.